Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, another episode of Sun Scrap Nation. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, as always. Today in the podcast, we'll be going over UFC Fight Night this coming weekend, breaking down the main card or uh, with the main event being Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung. And then there's a couple other fights on the card that are worth breaking down, such as Cyril Ghosn versus Ante Delizia in the co-main event. Delizia? Um, and then a women's flyweight bout in Caitlin Chikagian and former strawweight champion Jessica Andrade. Then you have a light heavyweight fight with Jimmy Crute, Modesta versus Modesta Bacasa. And then the return of Thomas Almeida at featherweight versus Jonathan Martinez. So these are all some great fights. We'll see if we can get some finishes just like we did in our last UFC event. But usually when you have a really exciting event, a really exciting event, the next event is not as great. <laughs> um, but then in the prelims, as far as people to look out for, Jillian Roberts, she is an up-and-coming prospect at flyweight. Then you have James Krause, who's fighting at, who's ready, and I think he, I don't know if he short notice took this fight against Claudio Silva, but it's always fun to watch James Krause. John Phillips is on the card. Maxim Grisham and Saeed Nurmagomedov, Khabib's cousin, I think. All right, we can go over some news first. It's pretty bleak news week as far as UFC goes. I mean, the top news is Nate Diaz accuses Connor and Dustin Poirier for play fighting. And it's like, I mean, they're trying to do it for charity, and they're just trying to box. Like, I get it. And then Kazmat issues a challenge to Nate Diaz. I mean, he's challenging everybody. Nate's not going to take that fight. Why would he take that fight? Is that me? Okay. Well, that was weird. Um, and then you have Israel Adesanya. No. I mean, it's kind of like a... Like, like I said, Aljamain Sterling reacts to Corey Sanhagen's knockout as far as, yeah, he is the next in line for the fight and then that Corey Sanhagen fight, you know, that Corey Sanhagen fight, uh, it shows that Aljamain's number one, beating the guy that beat Aljamain. Well, I don't... I guess the math works because Aljamain got beat by Marlon, and then Marlon gets beat by Corey, so then it's like MMA math, the Aljamain knockout doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. I don't know, because Aljamain submitted uh, Corey in 68 seconds or 88 seconds or something. Uh, uh, Whatever. Just get it rolling. Petrion versus Aljamain Sterling. Let's get it going. Quit trying to wait on Henry Cejudo. We know that's the game plan. It's to wait on Henry to come back and have a huge fight against Petter or whoever, but just get it moving. Arlene Blenko, encouraged by Chris Cyborg's loss to Amanda Nunes. She's human. 
She is human. She is very human. So is everyone you're fighting. That's the mentality you should go in when you're fighting anybody. They're all people. They all bleed. And if you can get past the fact that they've been on TV a couple times because people want to watch them fight and realize that they're human beings and just like you, they have bad days and just like you, they make mistakes and just like you, they're programmable. So you just have to you have to go in there with a strong mind. That's what I mean, part of it is that's what they mean by a strong mind. You have to look past the fact that some of these fighters are icons or whatever. Same day. That's the same time. That's why I like this sport is because it's the quickest way to find out that these people are just human. Because you get to punch them back. And when you hit them and then they make a face and you go, oh, I can hurt you too. It makes a big difference. Or in football, basketball, when someone dunks on you and you can't like dunk on them back because it's not a in- inherent. I mean, it's something you can build as far as a skill, but it's not like a it's not like an immediate res- physical response. Same thing in grappling. If I grab you, and maybe you're the best kickboxer in the world, but you do some jujitsu, and then some white belt chokes you out like five times. No matter how good you are at kickboxing. Technically, I choked you. It's like life. Michael Bisbing put a good photo of him and George St. Pierre facing off in Madison Square Garden before their fight. And he said it was a good day to die. I mean, essentially, if there wasn't a ref there and it was Roman times, I guess he did kill, or George did kill Michael Bisbing. But in this sport, it's easy to see that these people are just humans. That's all they are. So as far as going against a legend, it's a good mindset to have going into the fight. Um, I think she hits hard, so that's also added confidence. And yeah, as long as you've got that mindset and you don't let the fact that you're fighting Chris Cyborg scare you. I mean, Amanda Nunes did it. All right, so let's see what else. That was MMA fighting. Shout out to them for... Those two things. Oh, no. Gone versus the... F- oh, no. Canceled. No. <laughs> I'm crying. I just watched this fight. Uh. Okay. Delisia's side. So, might have pulled out because um, he's a scary dude to fight. Right. Had numerous fights fall through April. Shamil Abdurahimov. Yeah, okay. Sergey Pavlovich. And, yeah. they. He's very good. Go watch on YouTube his fight against against Dontel Mays, I think that's who it was. Um, he, yeah, Dontel Mays, he beats him pillar to post for three rounds as far as kickboxing goes. Just out faints him, out times him, just to the the body work, the versatility in his strikes, the constant switching stances, the just 
misinformation constantly. Uh, we talked about this in the last episode. It's just the misinformation, misinformation, just constant, 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 overloading Dante Mays to the point where he beats him so bad, he hits him with a takedown in the second round, fucks his computer up upstairs for sure. I mean, he's beating you up on the feet, and then all of a sudden you throw one huge right hand, and he drops level like he wrestled in at Oklahoma or something, takes you down. And then in the third round, he has you hurt to the body, takes you down, starts ground and pounding you. And you're like, oh, God, thank God this is about to be over. And he drops back for a heel hook. Thir- less than 30 seconds left. I, gar- I, I get it. Dante Mays is like, fuck it. Why not? Just get me out of here. Fuck this. I hate. Why? What's worse than getting knocked out is taking a beating for 15 minutes when the guy just is, like, not finishing you. He just wants your family to see how terrible you are at fighting and just beats you up. And then you're just like, finish this, man. Knock me out. Knock me out. Get me the fuck out of here. Make me submit. Do something. But instead, they just torment you by dragging you back down and punching you in the face and kicking you in the leg. You just want to get out of there. Clearly, he's better than you. So it's worse when the submission's like the last 30 seconds because <laughs> you could have fought a little bit. You could have done that, da, da, da. But... And you'll always tell yourself, like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. And it'll just haunt you. That's why he's a scary prospect. That's why I love watching him fight. Um, Brian Ortega rediscovered his love for MMA. After getting caught living life in the fast lane. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Derek Brunson for buying his mom a car. It's a dream every man has. To be able to drive, buy his mom a house or a car. Yeah, it makes sense. Who wants to get into breaking some fights down? Yeah. All right. So make sure to check out SouthernScrapNation.com, SouthernScrapNation on all social media, SouthernScrapNation.com, SouthernScrapNation on all podcasting sites, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and podcasting app or wherever you find this podcast. But the best place to find all of this and more is SouthernScrapNation.com. And it's about to have a new revamp, and it's going to look so sick. So, um, yep, yep. So take a look at the old stuff while it lasts, because the new stuff is going to be better. It's going to be mobile-friendly, too. I should make an app. All right, let's break down these fights. So, uh, okay, hold on. Break down the fights at 11 minutes in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's a pretty good episode. I like this. Wednesday recap, little light episode of maybe 30 minutes. That's all you need. You don't need more in this fucking world. Oh, that's what I want. Bovado. 
And then I'm gonna get you your odds for it. Here we go. So we can go ahead and just mark that fucking <clears throat> Cyril Gone fight off. All right, now the prelims, as far as fights go, I mean, Saeed Nurmagomedov is 13 and 2, so he doesn't carry the same, you know, prolific record of Khabib or the, the promise that Khabib has as far as legendary status. So I'm not too familiar with Mark Striegel. Okay. He has fought URCC. Filipino superstar. Oh, he's from Evolve MMA. Oh, I might give this guy a... Okay. Okay, you know what? Is he... Is he a... Oh, dude. Nurmagomedov's a favorite? I don't know, man. Mark Striegel says here that he's also got some Sambo experience as well. Might be a good underdog. And Evolve MMA ain't no joke as far as Metal Sambo at 2019 South Asian Olympics. Uh, I mean, hold on. Let me see what his record is. 18 and 2. Well, I mean, not, not as, as far as, like, who he's fought. Not familiar, not familiar. Reese McLaren. He beat Kai Franca. Man, I don't know. He's on a four-fight four fight win streak with a no contest. Yep. I, I mean, he seems like one of these prospects that are out there right now that have fought in other organizations, especially in Southeast Asia. He fought for one, left one, fought for another organization as soon as I guess in that contract ended. The UFC's like, we got to have him, and they snatched him up. Good job as far as prospect acquiring from the UFC. We also saw it with the South African fighter that fought in the last fight card, Duplessis. Um, these guys are no joke, man. You, you have to realize this is a different time. It's not like they're just grabbing, and it's not just small fighters either now. This is, I think, a lightweight matchup. So you're seeing... Bantamweight, so they are kind of small. But nonetheless, you're seeing it even at middleweight. These free agents have got a lot of experience outside the UFC against some talented folks. One, F one championship, really good fighters over there. You know, Demetrius Johnson isn't just having his way over there. It's not easy. So as far as underdogs go, right off the mark, Mark Striegel, put it down. To be fair, I'm going to look up some of his fights. But moving on, Antigolov versus Max Grisham. Two vets just hammering it out. Max Grisham, minus 370. Makes sense. I don't see anything wrong with that. Jamie Malarkey. Malarkey, okay. Faraz Zaham. Let's see what we got here. Jamie Malarkey, the favorite. I might look up some of these guys. 
But first, let's look at this Mark Striegel. And remember, soon. Soon there will be a video format. I can go ahead and try to figure that out, but I'm gonna wait till the new, the new website's out so I can hand those videos over to my guy. And you can put them behind that paywall. Oh, yeah, man. This guy isn't like a... Yeah, he... Le oh, Jesus. He's got good submissions. He's well-rounded. He's like a... Pro he, it's essentially like a pride fighter coming over to the UFC. Like, this is the age of one FC being pride, when Ryzen's really pride. But, um... Where... Or like a strike force where you're getting these guys and they... I mean... He's submissions. His Muay Thai is fucking good. So you're saying you're looking at a guy that's probably got really good stand up, and people try to force takedowns on him. So he's learned a a decent submission game. He likes the scarfold. Because he's got that sambo background, dude. I think. Dude, I might put money on him. I'm not gonna, I might put money on him. Um, and then you have John Phillips versus Park Yun Yong. That's just a fun fight. As far as who is the favorite, probably John Phillips. No, Yun Yong Park. I think that's how you spell it. Oh, I feel like I've seen this guy fight before. Um. <clears throat> he fought in China. That would be a cool place to fight. Dude, I bet this happened like, oh no, 2017. <laughs> No, there's a stadium full of people. I was like, I bet this was like last week. Trying us back to having stadiums of people. Um, once again, I think it's worth putting money on John Phillips. I think if he just goes out there and tries to knock the head off of Park. <coughs> it looks like Park's really good at... <clears throat> He's got some good striking. So, or he went against a lot of heavy wrestlers. Because most of the fights that he's got, it's just people trying to pressure him and wrestle him, and he just reverses it. Other than that, man, John Phillips is he's looking for a win. He's got good hand. I mean, he's got light, quick hands, nice jab. Once again, guys goes for a takedown. <clears throat> uh, it seems like another, another. I mean, they're pretty close, so I don't really see betting on that. But, dude, I am all in on that Mark Striegel guy. 
Okay. So next is the James Krause versus Claudio Silva. I mean, it makes sense that James Krause would be the favorite. Claudio Silva, though, is 14-1, and one, submitted Cole Williams and submitted Danny Roberts. He's on a two-fight win streak. He's probably on a higher win streak than that, to be honest. He's with the American Top Team. Bama. He beat Leon Edwards. Oh, shit. Back in 2014. And then he, he took some time off. He took four years off. Beat Nordine Taleb. Oh. Danny Roberts and Cole Williams. That's right. Oh. This might be the guy. Uh, to be honest, uh, there's a lot of good underdogs. Man, underdogs are getting harder and harder to pick. But as far as how close they are, it's worth just... Because they're both very good as far as overall. I mean, James Krause... His striking's very good. He's he's taken up the mantle of coaching. His experience is through the roof. He's gonna be taller. He's got the more range. He's younger. It's probably safe to just go with James Krause. I wouldn't call this guy the underdog, especially with something like a Mark Striegel at the very beginning of this card. Um, so James Krause, I definitely will. Go, I would go with him. Women flyweight Jillian Roberts versus Poliana. Batoya, relatively the same as far as experience. Jalen Roberts got a little bit more experience, but she's on a winning track. Very young, but good jujitsu. Trains with Jin, Din Thomas. Oh no, she was on a winning track, and then she Macy Barber beat her. And Poliana decisioned Lauren Muller in her last fight. I would go with Jillian Roberts. I mean, she's the hot new prospect, and uh, she's got a lot of promise. So if it's something, if this is a fight that is shooting her, you know, into her, back into a winning streak, I think that's, I think she's hungry for it. And then you have Mateus, oh, let's see the odds. Yeah, minus 225 for Jillian Roberts and a plus 175. Makes sense for Pugliana. And then these two guys who are headlining the prelims, I have no idea who they be. Because they have no... They have no picture. Mateus Gamrot highlights. Oh. Prospect... I'm assuming he might be Polish. This is going to be in the lightweight division. So, potential new lightweight prospects. Live reaction of me finding out about these guys. Working out with glasses on. I like it. Nice heavy on the bat. Nice KSW. 
He's a serious guy. American top team. Okay. Heavy pressure. Heavy pace. He's, I mean, he seems like an Eastern European fighter. Just heavy pressure, pace, going forward with his striking, and then somehow forces a takedown either through um, a bad kick or just through straight pressure, and then nonstop. He's just an overall, he's like a black or like a black belt MMA. Like that's what it is. He's just good everywhere. And so that makes sense why he's 17 and zero with no one or with a zero or with one no contest. All right, let's see who he's fighting. Not as, I'm assuming highly, I mean, he's he's got two losses. He's eleven and two. He's a Georgian fighter. This is part of the Georgian takeover. If you don't know, Giga Chikasi, Davalashvili. He's from. He's got the Sweden. Fighting out of Swedish, like he's fighting out of All Stars Gym. So he's fighting out of the same gym as Kazmat and um, Gustafsson. Holy fuck. Okay. His striking, ooh, tricky. Oh, damn. His striking's nasty. Now, I'd love to see what his two losses are, too. His striking's fucking ridiculous. He's got power. Good head movement, that left hook, that high kick, that right high kick is going to be money. He sneaks it in there, just like Ludwig, Ludwig Klein, but the right side. Damn, that all-star gym's nasty. That front kick to the face. Man, I like this guy. I like this guy. Yeah, he trains with Hamzat. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. It's a hard choice. Who is his two losses? Oliver Encamp. Oh, okay. And Paolo. And they're both. One's a knee bar and one's a decision. Ooh. Knee bar. It's a Russian thing. Okay. Well, as far as who I'd pick in that. Yeah, Gamrod is minus 305, and then Garam is plus 230. Not a bad underdog. I mean, they're both prospects. I I wouldn't waste it, though. The Mark Striegel one is still... It's hard not to choose that as my underdog pick. And then Thomas Almeida coming back. This is the main event. On to the main event. This is Thomas Almeida versus Jose Martin, Martinez. 
we go. Okay. But Jonathan Martinez, sorry. Uh, Thomas Almeida is coming back after a stint outside the UFC, coming back to featherweight. This might, this might give him some, especially against Jonathan Martinez, who he's trying to get his feet set in the UFC. He, he's win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Where Thomas Almeida, he's had some time outside to realize where what he needs to do, and he needs to come back. Uh, okay, never mind. That fight is off as well, I'm assuming. Because Thomas Almeida pushed back one week. It's going to be... Oh, wait, no, it's going to be this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. This weekend. He was supposed to fight on the last weekend. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so, yeah, Jonathan Martinez, he KO'd Frankie Signs, but then he lost to Andre Ewell. This is a, those are at Bantamweight, Bantamweight. His losses have been at Bantamweight. His wins have been at Bantamweight. So they're both giving up on the whole weighing-in thing. And they're going one pound or ten pounds up. I'll let them fight maybe a, a better weight class for them maybe. We'll see. And uh, I like the idea of Thomas Almeida coming back and having a resurgence, especially at featherweight. That'd be pretty cool. It's pretty small for it. But, but um, I'm going to probably choose my boy Jonathan Martinez on this one. And let's see. He's the favorite anyways. Or no, Almeida's the favorite. But by a little, it's dead even. Then you have Jimmy Crute versus Modesta Bakashakas. I don't really know much about Modesta, but... Let's see. CW102. Oh, he had a UFC debut. Ooh, nice light on that front foot. Taekwondo style, good body kicks. Blitzing. Not really blitzing, but... Solid striking. I think Jimmy Crute's going to be a little bit too much for him just because as far as his striking is, they're probably, like, he's not going to struggle in the striking department as uh, Modesto's first opponent in the UFC. And yeah. I think his shots are going to be a lot cleaner, and it's and you can't just take Jimmy Crute's shots. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Eleven and one. Eleven and two. Both the same. If Modesta 
I mean, they're both the same height, so as long as Modesto keeps that reach and tries to jab his way and keep distance, which I haven't seen him do. I've seen him with, like, really clean check hooks and stuff. But unless that happens. But in the women's flyweight, I think this is the most interesting fight on the card. Caitlin Chikagin versus Jessica Andrade, because Jessica Andrade has competed in both strawweight and bantamweight. And flyweight might be her home, but Ch- Caitlin Chikagian has got six or seven feet or seven inches on her as far as height. Not that Jessica Andrade hasn't fought people taller than her; she's knocked out people taller than her. But and even at one thirty-five, but it's the range that Caitlin Chikagian is really good at keeping the front kicks. Uh, her kicks in general are straight punches. If you Jessica, all she does, though, is need that one shot against the taller opponents. We'll see how good Caitlyn's chin is, I guess, in this fight. I don't think the submissions are something that she's going to have to worry about. Caitlyn trains with some of the best up at the, the blue basement. So I don't, as far as submissions from Jessica, I, I could, I mean, Caitlyn could go for a leg lock. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, But... Okay, never mind. She's not knocked out anyone in Bantamweight. Never mind. She just she just decisioned Raquel Pennington and submitted Larissa Pacheco. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. I think Flyweight might be her weight class. She, she can still have a little bit more of that power um, and speed advantage and not have to cut a ton and not have to give up so much height and reach. This fight, though, is kind of weird because in, you know, in this flyweight, Caitlin's like the biggest or like the tallest girl in all of flyweight. So I'd love to see Jessica against the rest of like, love to see her against Jessica Rose Clark or um, Jessica I. A lot of Jessica's in this weight class and just see what she can do with this weight class. So, I like the fact that I think Caitlyn is the favorite because that makes the most sense. She competed for the title, and she got a quick win over Valentina's sister. Oh, Jessica Andrade is the favorite. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Might be my... Huh. I like the idea that Jessica Andrade is the favorite because I like the idea... That everyone thinks that she's just gonna bolt through and and knock that chick out because what other way do you think she's gonna win? <laughs> um, but my underdog for the main card would be Caitlin Chikagian. I think she goes in there and she just she's so technical that she can just keep her away. She's got the reach advantage. I think this is a terrible first round matchup for Jessica, but especially because Jessica's had the championship. She's known what it was like, and then she she changed her life, and now she can fight for a paycheck. I don't... I think Caitlyn still... She still wants that belt, so what's an easy way to get that belt? Beat another former champion. <clears throat> and right back into talks against Valentina, she can even sit and wait till Valentina's done with 
Maya, Je uh, Jennifer Maya, and go right in there and take the next slot. I think it's a good fight for Caitlyn. Definitely put your money on Caitlyn Chikagan. And then in the main event, you've got Chance on Drum versus Brian Ortega. I mean, you can slice this way in so many different ways to break down, like, oh, is Brian's submission game? Is going to be a lot of, are we going to see a new kickboxing game? Are we going to see a new thing? Listen, man, it's been two years since Brian Ortega's been in there. Chance Sung Jung's been pretty active. Chance Sung Jung's jiu-jitsu, as far as for MMA, is as much as Brian Ortega's fundamental jiu-jitsu, uh, MMA is crazy good, like the triangles, the guillotines, the hen and arm chokes. Chance Sung Jung goes in there and he just blows it out of the water with twisters and funky shit. His fight IQ for MMA is greater than Brian Ortega's. Him being the favorite makes so much sense. And I think the knockout power that Max Holloway doesn't possess, but what Chan Sung Jung does possess, for two years, man, he fell back in love with MMA. Guess who never lost their love for MMA, but was MMA was taken from them because they had to go and serve their country for two years, the Korean zombie. Right now, he's just trying to be the champion. Brian Ortega slapped his friend. And now Chan Sung Jung is going to is going to just he's going to knock Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega has never been finished. I think Chan Sung Jung finishes Brian Ortega. It's one of those cut and clear ones. I I think Chan Sung Jung has been destined for another title shot, especially the way he lost it against Jose. It was competitive, and then that fucking, that shoulder popped out. He's knocked out Frankie Edgar, Hanato Moikanya. First round, first round. Brian Ortega struggled with Hanato Moikanya striking. Chen Sung Jung was, I mean, and Brian Ortega isn't, he's Yair Rodriguez with submissions. That Yair is with striking. But those submissions, even for Brian Ortega, Fifth round, you're going to slide off, especially with the guys more knowledgeable, I'd say, with submissions than he is with striking. Um, who else did he beat? He came back for a resurgence, but who? Was Dennis Bermuda? No, there's no way Dennis. Yeah, Dennis Bermuda, I guess, was his resurgence fight. And then Yair Rodriguez. And now he's on two-fight winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think it's fair. All right. Well, one more week, guys, and then we go to our UFC 254 main card, Khabib versus Justin. Gaethje in a great main event. You got Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier, Alex Volkov versus Walt Harris. It's a phenomenal card. Two o'clock in the afternoon. This weekend, though, a bunch of fights to look forward to. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Until Monday when I break down the card or what, break down what happened this past, this, this coming weekend in the fights, uh, stay tuned. Stay safe. Remember, SouthernScrapNation.com everything else sunscrapnation at gmail if you want to throw some questions my way if you want to throw me some stuff that's sunscrapnation at gmail.com 
everything else, SouthernScrapNation.com. I've been your host, Daniel Jonas. Thank you for listening, and stay safe. Enjoy the fights. Peace.